Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Hi, Desi. Boy, oh, do we have some stories for oh you this week. We don't have necessarily a top story, but mm. we do have a pretty wild local Los Angeles story that broke this week. This, I'm sure you saw this. This this son of a Hollywood executive Ooh, yes. has been charged with murdering his wife and her parents. Yes. This is from CNN, son of Hollywood exec accused of killing wife and her parents. This guy also hired two day laborers <gasps> to clean up the mess. Oh my God. And when they figured out what was going on, they went to the police. Good for them. Now, the first two times they went to the police, they were turned away. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Really messed up but eventually they were able to get some kind of uh law enforcement to take them seriously to take them seriously and that led them to discovering what was happening let me just read this samuel haskell 35 appeared monday afternoon in a los angeles court where a judge denied him bail but granted his attorney's request to postpone his arraignment he was not asked to enter a plea to three counts of murder, each enhanced with special allegations of multiple murders. He was arrested last week after a part of a woman's body was found in a dumpster. The discovery early Wednesday led investigators to the home he shared with his wife, their three children, and his in-laws. Los Angeles police say they searched the home and found blood and other evidence, but they did not find his wife or her parents. Prosecutors offered new details in the chilling case Monday, alleging Haskell killed 37-year-old Mei Lee Haskell and her parents, 71-year-old Gaoshan Lee and 64-year-old Yang Ziang Wang. Up until now, investigators said that the trio were missing. CNN has reached out to Haskell's attorney for comment, and then they said, here's what we know. So, yes, like I said before, he tried to hire these workers to remove trash bags from his house that were filled with their body parts. Like he thought these two guys were apparently so dumb. What an idiot. That they wouldn't immediately discover that they were hauling away body parts. First of all, if you're killing people, you need to cover it up yourself. Why bring other... I'm just saying, why bring other people in? <laughs> like, that's so stupid. It's crazy. Um, I was reading from another article, I think it was from CBS, that these day laborers were like, well, what's in here? When he's like, can you take these trash bags away from me? And he said, rocks. And the guys, I watched a video of them, they didn't show their faces. Right. Um, but they were like, uh, it was definitely not rocks. It looked like, it felt like meat. It was like... Ooh. Even just picking it up, you could tell right. it was like the consistency of whatever was in the bag. And was, that's true. You can tell garbage, I think, when you pick it up. Absolutely. Yeah. And this was just a garbage bag full of body parts. Ugh. And so these guys... It's, oh, it was 
four workers. It wasn't two workers. It says, prosecutors said a day laborer who was one of four workers Haskell allegedly hired on Tuesday to remove some heavy black plastic trash bags from his home in Tarzana found body parts in a bag the laborer opened. The worker called 911 and reported the discovery. That's after he went to two different police officers. The same day, someone allegedly observed and photographed Haskell putting a large trash bag into a dumpster not far from his home. The next day, a woman's torso was found in that dumpster, according to prosecutors. Did he chop these bodies up? I I guess so. A person looking through dumpster bins behind a busy road found a bag, and inside it, the body part, (gasps) authorities said. Jesus. While identification of the dismembered body part is still pending, one police official said it's believed to be Maylee Haskell, the suspect's wife. Then the police, they found blood inside of this guy's home when they searched after they found this body part in the dumpster. At the home, authorities found, quote, blood evidence and other items. Haskell lived there with his wife and three children, as well as his in-laws. The children were found and are being cared for by family members, so I'm glad at least they're safe. Yes. But Haskell's wife and her parents were missing. Authorities started a search and noted their concern. One of the police officers doing this case, Gutierrez, said the reason we're concerned with... we. The reason we're concerned with their whereabouts is they would normally be home during these hours. Attempts have been made to contact them by cell phone, no answers. Same with May, she is unaccounted for. Attempts have been made to call her phone, still no answer. Like I said, they're still identifying this one body part that that they did find. Then it goes on to say that the suspect is the son of Emmy-winning producer. He's the son of Emmy-winning producer and Hollywood agent Sam Haskell. Who served as an agent for Kathy Lee Gifford, Whoopi Goldberg, Dolly Parton, George Clooney, and others. That's crazy. So they haven't found the other bags? They have not. They've just, it appears they've only found this one body part. That they, so when those guys said no, someone else came and did something with them? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. That's all we so know. We're still, we still don't know all the details. This is the most... Or, this is a recent, this is from 17 hours ago, this okay. story. So the initial, when I initially saved the story a few days ago to right. talk about on the mini, um, the CBS story that I saved, that gave more detail into um, right. what the day laborers right. had experienced with this guy, like what he had asked of them. Because I saw, I saw the video of him putting the garbage in like the dumpster. Yeah, the day laborers, as soon as they realized what was in the bags, they left the bags. Okay, so he must have done something with them. Himself. Yes. Um, but they did leave the bags and then go straight to the authorities. Right. Anyway, we'll keep you posted. This is very sad. and Really sad. Very wild that this is happening local. Just crazy. So let's move on to... Some lighter stories. Mm. This story blew up on Twitter, and it's not really a story as much of it is an outfit choice that we need to talk oh, about. Okay. Did you see what Brian Cox was wearing on the Jimmy Fallon talk show? I didn't see the, this. What? Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you're I about to discover this. this right now. So Jimmy, so <laughs> Brian Cox 
<laughs> went on Jimmy Fallon the other night to promote his like James Bond movie. Is it a movie or a TV show? TV show. Okay. It's like kind of, yeah. It's it, a reality show, right? What? Okay. I only briefly saw something where it said he accidentally thought he was signing up for the movie, but it was a reality show. I and just, now he's doing it. I just saw that he accidentally signed up for the movie, but it's a TV show. I didn't hear anything about it being a reality show. Okay. We're both operating with limited <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> because cause that's not the story. The story, it, I mean, that is funny. And I yeah. should have looked into that, but, but the story... But that's get, what he's on TV, on Jimmy Fallon promoting. That's what he's promoting. Um, these pants, he wore, okay. a, he wore a pair of tan Nanushka vegan leather pants. Okay. Nanushka, they're known for their vegan leather this I, I just have to show you the picture and okay. you're gonna have to describe it what you see. Oh. Is he wearing Dr. Scholl's? What is he wearing on his feet? Well the shoes, everyone loves the shoes. These but loafers. the whole look. Everyone loves the Kith lo- loafers, but these pants, just look at the, why is he wearing these pants? It, they I, are, they're very unflattering. Something just went away. Um, they're kind of what are they called? Hi, like high wa- like cropped. They're cropped. <laughs> they're cropped. They're very flesh tone. They're very tight in the crotch. They're they don't look comfortable. They don't look. He, oh. They're not flattering. Yeah, I mean that's a choice, and it's very unexpected for him. Well, he's an elderly man. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know who these pants would work for. <laughs> We've talked about this, how we, we don't like the leggings that are flesh toned. <laughs> I almost feel like these are kind of adjacent to that. They're, they are darker than his skin tone. A little bit, but, yeah. But, it, if I, but you might, if you did a quick take, you might be like, Because they're very know. tight. They're very tight in the crotch, and he's sitting with his legs parted. On this show. Yeah, his it, legs are just spread wide open. And then his he's wearing these loafers with no socks. So you just get this huge, this huge portion of fleshy ankle hanging That's out. That's why when I saw the shoes initially, I thought it was that Dr. Scholl's red strap across the toe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. Because the shoes are kind of tan too. They're tan on the on the tops of them, yeah. but they're black on the sides. I don't know what his stylist was thinking with this. It is such a bizarre choice. It's disrespectful to style him in this outfit. And I'm baffled that he was like, okay. Because you still can say no to your stylist, I'm guessing. I love that this story came to light because GQ tweeted like how much they were like talking about how much they love his loafers. But then people looked at the rest of the picture. They're like, uh, are we going to talk about those pants? <laughs> like, because there's this whole GQ piece that's like, we love these Brian, loafers. We love these loafers. And then it's like, no, that's not the story. It's the pants. Yeah. Now I'm like really focusing on the crotch. See? There's a lot of wrinkles and lumps there. It's a very lumpy situation. I'm upset for him. These pants look really <laughs> uncomfortable. And to, Imagine going on a talk show and having to sit there like that with those pants on. I'd be upset. And like the squeaking noises they probably made. Ugh, I don't want to wear those pants. They probably stink. They, 
Um, it's just so bizarre. I didn't even know Nanushka made stuff for men. It's just such a bizarre either. choice. Yeah. I can't believe it. Anyway. I'm, no, I'm happy to see him though. I miss him. Just Google Brian Cox pleather pants. Yeah. If you want to see this, they'll pop right It'll up. They'll pop right up. I missed it. I bet this is the only time he's worn pleather pants before. Yeah, I, my screen time was down 38% last week. Oh, that's good. Because I'm quilting a lot. That's good. Yeah. I'm so I'm, I'm missing things now. <laughs> see what I'm, you know what? See what I'm missing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the know. I'm not hip anymore. <laughs> this is from CBS News. A bear stole a Taco oh. Bell delivery yes. order. Did you see this? No, but I love them. This bear stole a Taco Bell delivery order from a Florida family's porch, and then he came back for the soda. Love him. He's an icon. (laughs) He's like, I need... I love him, but if he did that to me, I would be furious. (laughs) (laughs) There's a video cam... Okay, first of all, are there bears in Florida? I mean, apparently. Do you see the bear? I do. Can you describe what he's doing? He's really large... And he picked up something and he's running away. I just love bears' bodies. It makes everything funnier. Yeah. Because they're kind of cumbersome. They are a little cumbersome. But even they can go fast. The fast food loving bear stole a $45 Taco Bell order. Oh, so these people were hungry. Ooh. $45. Ooh, that's, yeah. That's a <laughs> lot of Taco Bell. So this was like multiple people. Okay. It had to be. Stole a $45 Taco Bell order from the front porch of a home in in the Orlando suburb of Longwood moments after the Uber Eats driver delivered it. Damn, that bear was waiting. He was waiting. (laughs) I bet the bear heard them discussing what they wanted to order for dinner in the house and was like, I'm going to time this perfectly. (laughs) Crunchwrap Supreme. (laughs) Okay, wait, you want a Crunchwrap Supreme? Yes. He was imitating one of the family members. (laughs) The criminal bear. Criminal. He doesn't know rules like this. This is so rude that they called him a criminal. He's estimated to weigh 300 to 400 pounds. The caper, this really is a caper though. The caper happened Friday and it was captured on the home's ring camera. The video shows the beast (sighs) sauntering up to the front door and grabbing the bag in its mouth. Then a short time later, it comes back to steal the drinks. We're going to get that Sierra Mist. (laughs) (laughs) He wants that Sierra Mist. He he came, he grabbed the food, and then he came again for the soda. Okay, this guy, this bear is, like you said, an icon. (laughs) Like coming back for the soda, that's where he really elevates himself. That, he, he really solidified himself as like a foodie when he did that. The spare is completely domesticated. <laughs> he needed something to watch down. When the family opened the front door about 10 minutes later, the ring video captured their reaction. Quote, the bear took the food. Uber. Dude, also I love one of those people had the hugest mullet. In the video. In the video. I didn't see it. I think the guy came out. He had it looked like a mullet, but I, I it was from a distance, so maybe I, I was wrong. Oh my god, wait. Okay, so here's the driver, the Uber Eats driver putting the food down. She's taking the picture, then the bear saunters up to the she the bear saunters up to the door. He takes the food in his mouth, runs away. Oh my god. Then the 
Okay, it's it's a woman. Oh, it is. It's not a. Okay. And it's I a, thought it was a guy. No, it's a child. It's a child okay. who has her hair in a low ponytail. Oh damn! I, I like the the mullet. Damn it, <laughs> Wayne, get out of here! <laughs> I'm from Florida, so I know these people. <laughs> God damn it! I'm shocked. There's bears there. I'm like, where did the bears come from? Orlando's pretty busy. Like, it's a big city. Also, isn't Florida like flat? Do bears yes. live in the flats? Do, maybe they live in the forest. The swamp? Are there swamp bears? Why is this bear in Florida? Did he escape from I, Disney World? Yeah, maybe he's from like the wildlife park. Why is there a bear in Florida? Am I, mean, I stupid? This might, maybe it's really common, dude. See, I, I moved when I was young, so maybe I, there's all this bears <laughs> I don't know about. I just don't remember bears being there. I feel like this is unfair. I feel like if you live in Florida, you should. The only wildlife you should have to worry about is the alligators. The alligator now comes these, up to your door. These people have to worry about bears too. No, it seems uh, crazy. I love that bear. The bear is really funny. That's so funny. And our final story was tipped off to us by a listener who emailed into the pod today. Peter Peter emailed us. He must be from Australia because he alerted us to the 15-year anniversary of the time some people in Sydney found shit in their gelato at a well-known hotel. Oh, my God. Now, I found an article from 2008 in the Sydney Morning Herald detailing what exactly went down. Do they celebrate this anniversary yeah, in Sydney? Yeah, I think they do. I think this was <laughs> such a big news story like cuz then there was like I saw like the recent article that he sent. Okay. But I had to like find the original. Of course. Just to see like what was happening when the news broke. Oh my god. Um I'm sick. So the 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 current story he sent goes into like more of the aftermath of like what happened, but I'm just going to read right now from the Sydney Morning Herald of when this happened. Okay. Human excrement mm. found in free gelato. Free? Well, let's Careful. get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. A family is planning legal action against one of Sydney's best-known pubs after being served food that allegedly contained human excrement. Stephen and Jessica White and their three sons were served complimentary gelato dessert by Coogie Bay Hotel staff. Okay, so is Coogie Bay Hotel a hotel or a pub? I don't know. Maybe it's their pub. Maybe they have a pub in the hotel. Okay. They were served complimentary gelato by Coogie Bay Hotel staff three weeks ago after complaining about food prices, facilities, and staff attitude. So these, this family who stayed at this hotel complained about the hotel while they were there. And they, to make it up to staff, right? <laughs> so the staff is like, here you go, some complimentary gelato. I mean gelato. <laughs> After eating the dessert, Mrs. White became violently ill. A heated argument erupted with staff over the contents of the bowl. Distraught, the family took a sample of the gelato and had it tested at the National Measurement Institute. What? A rep- <laughs> this is Australian. A report from the Institute found, quote, the sample has an offensive odor and physical properties similar to human excreta. Last week, the White spoke to Coogie Bay Hotel owner Christopher Chung. 
he said uh, his view, oh, the family said his view was that we were in this for money. He tried to buy us off with $5,000, which for me was the final straw, Mr. (gasps) White says. So this family alleged that the owner of the hotel tried to pay them off with $5,000 to not go to the press about this. Yeah. I said, I think you're missing the point here. My wife and children sat down in your pub and were served a bowl of free ice cream containing feces. The Coogee Bay Hotel reopened its doors over the October long weekend following a multi-million dollar refurbishment of its beer garden, beach bar, and brasserie, hoping to shake its boozy backpacker image. So this hotel had, at this time was trying to rebrand as like more family friendly, I guess. Yes. So then this family comes and stays and they're served a shit Sunday. Okay. But they seem kind of annoying. They are. <laughs> Cause honestly, this guy seems like he hates his wife. That's just my personal Wait, opinion. You think the husband hates his wife? Yeah, but he's like getting off on making a big stink about it. Okay. Look, <laughs> it, it, okay. This story continues. There's like so much more. Mrs. White said her footy mad family, which um, has to mean that they're a fan of soccer, went to the pub on October 5th to watch the NRL grand final. They alleged that they complained three times to the staff before the sound on the television screen was turned up. So they wanted the, the TV turned up and they're bitching to the staff about this. When the children wanted ice cream, the family was told an adult serving cost $19. Mr. White vented his anger before leaving the pub in search of cheaper ice cream. Later, this huge bowl of ice cream arrived at our table as a sorry for all the hassle, Mrs. White said. There were four scoops, including vanilla, chocolate, and hazelnut. At the bottom, there appeared to be chocolate. Greedily, I went for it ahead of the kids. Thank well, then he- what happens? <laughs> thank, thank heavens I did. The stench, the taste. I spat the food into a napkin and immediately I was sick. There was no doubting what it was. The whole family became hysterical. My poor son screamed at one of their staff, You made me mummy poo! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the family complained to Waverly Police. In this a- family seems like out of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> This is not a real family. I've never heard... Like, this dialogue is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) This is... I need a podcast about this whole saga. I am in tears right now. Maybe we should, like, do, like, a serious deep dive investigation. Because just this initial article is crazy. Because there was, like, lots of stuff that happened after this. There was, like, legal stuff. I can, like, picture this family. Well, I'm going to show you a picture of them. Okay. In a letter to the family, Hotel General Manager Tony Williams said, if the incident did happen as claimed, then it may have well been an act of industrial sabotage with the hotel as a victim alongside your family. He's like, look, our hotel's a victim of this, too. Yeah. But yesterday, Mr. Williams said the case was now a legal issue that would be vigorously defended. We are aware of the allegation and are treating it as extremely suspicious. 
Mr. and Mrs. White have made a demand for up to $1 million from the Coogee Bay Hotel. Mm. We categorically stand behind the high quality of our food and the exemplary hygiene standards set in the new kitchen. Mrs. White said, this isn't about money. It's about making sure it never happens again. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) So this article that Peter sent me from Pedestrian TV said 15 years ago today, the news broke on an Australian mystery that would forever change the nation. This is like their (laughs) 9-11. It's crazy. I think this is Sydney's 9-11. This is crazy. This is like a huge story. Uh, What a great recommendation. I'm not going to read this whole article, but I do think we should like look into this further. We should do like a Patreon episode on this. We should absolutely. I, I'm. We need to do like a full on. Where are they now? What happened? I want conspiracy theories. Theories. Reddit theories. Yeah, we got it. Let me just show you. You're going <laughs> to okay. laugh when you see this poor woman in her little cable net, knit V-neck. Oh my god. That's so freaking funny. Here's the thing. If you're complaining nonstop in a restaurant, do not eat anything they bring you, I think. If you're annoying... See, this is why we need to look into this further because I need to hear the waitstaff side of the story. It seems like even in their telling, they come off annoying. So I'm betting I bet you they were even more annoying than they say. We need a fuller picture. We yes. need like a 360 degree view of this incident. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm highly suspicious of this family. I don't wow. know why. Even the little son who said, You made me mummy poo. Yeah, because like what? (laughs) That doesn't sound like what a kid would say. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to like wrap my head around like what happened here. Honestly, I think. Because wouldn't you, if you were going to poop in someone's food, wouldn't you like mix it in so they didn't notice? You wouldn't just take a shit right in the bowl. I don't know, but I'm going to hurl right now. Sorry. No. I'm just thinking logically. I, I. Okay. Also, I love the idea that they took a sample and sent it to the shit sample collection center <laughs> in Australia or whatever it was. Like, yeah, how, they had a baggie with them. Like, what? I'm just, I have so many questions. Yeah, that's why this deserves. I think for Patreon, we got to do a deep dive. We're gonna do a deep dive on this for Patreon, maybe for mysteries and the macabre. I hope there's a book. <laughs> there should be. A, maybe okay. we can write the book. This isn't the type of book we would write. But this is the, yeah. This is an incredible case. I'm like, I'm vibrating. I am too. (laughs) Like, I need to know everything. This is my, this is an ideal crime. This is the ideal crime. I bet we have listeners who can tell us like, oh, I remember where I was when this story broke. Please write into us. I know we have a lot of Australian listeners. Please. We need to know everything. Send us resources. Send us, um, introduce us to people involved. And we need to, I bet we have listeners who are like, I know someone who worked at the Coogee Bay Hotel. Do you have inside info on the family? Right. We want to know, where is that boy who said that now? Is he like an angry teen? (laughs) (laughs) He's he's like, he must be an adult now. He must be like at least like over 18, right? Yeah. Because if he said, well, my mommy poo, (laughs) that could be four.
I'm just if that happened to my mom, I would not say that. I just be I would just be shocked. <laughs> Here, here's what I think. I think if this happened, if you if you were a small child, like say you're between the ages of like five and nine, and you saw this happen to your mom, you you're a little kid, so you'd probably be like you'd start laughing because you don't get the severity of you this. don't get the severity, or you'd be con- you'd be shocked and kind of scared to yeah. see your mom reacting, or you'd or you yeah. like, can I have that ice cream? <laughs> Or, or you would just go, ew, ew. I just would like, I need to know, like, was she like, they're shitting this. <laughs> like, did she just start screaming? That's why it almost seems like a scam to me that there was such a big fuss about it. This whole situation just seems very weird to me. I oh, need to know more. We need to know more. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, but believe you, believe us. When we say... When we say we're going to be looking into this. This will be the Patreon episode of all time. The greatest Patreon (laughs) episode we've ever done. Okay. We'll be right back. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals, and during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Desi. What are you even watching? What am I even watching? Oh, you know what I started? I can't remember if I mentioned this last week. And it's Summer House. I finally bit the bullet. Oh, my God. And I'm not on board yet. See, that's what happened to me. I started watching Summer House. Like I watched like the first half of the first season a few years ago. Right. And I don't know what was going on in my life, but I just couldn't get into it. I, well, first of all, I had kind of seen the first episode because it was a crossover with Vanderpump. So that episode, the premiere episode, it's the cast of Vanderpump are visiting them or a few of them. So I had seen a lot of that episode. So I watched that one. They did a backdoor pilot. They did a backdoor pilot. (laughs) Vanderpump repaid the favor that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills did to them Mm. back in the day. Um, it's funny cause that was always my, one of my least, when I rewatched recently Vanderpump, I skipped that episode cause I was like, I'm not watching this summer house episode. Yeah. Like I was, I, I might've watched some of it and then I fast forwarded. Um, I just don't get it. Yeah. It's not, I don't like the people really. And it's not trashy enough to get pulled in. I mean, maybe I need to get into it more. Yeah. But I think I need more, I think I need more of a gimmick with reality shows like what's the catch what's the de- like what are they what's their purpose yes i agree cuz and this is sort of what i thought when i heard the heard about it i was like i don't get what it is like they're just at a house they're at the hamptons like they just go but to are the they Hamptons? friends they're just getting a house together I, do they know each other yeah, like no this isn't people who work together or whatever i need like a thing that they're doing together or that's like the purpose like or the or a concept like ninety day fiance. That's what I I would like to know what the pitch was. Like it's just, just hot, hot people <laughs> in a summer house, mm-hmm. and we'll do winter house too. Maybe I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's so. It's like. It's I mean, just, I'm sure it's obviously must be have some banger episodes if it's so popular. I I start to wonder with reality though. Once mm-hmm. you start watching something, I think you get tied in because you yeah. follow the characters and maybe it's boring, but you keep watching. Especially maybe if you like have been watching it from the beginning. And then like you said, there are just people who are Bravo heads. I'm not a Bravo head. I'm just not. I I watch a lot of Bravo, but I would say I'm not a Bravo head. Like I don't watch every show. Right. I like the Housewives and Vanderpump, which is Van- <laughs> it's just Housewives adjacent. Yeah. I don't really watch, although I did watch is Southern Charm Bravo. I must be because okay. my mom watches it. Okay. That show's good. I Because my say. mom's a Bravo head. <laughs> she is? <laughs> I guess. I mean, she watches Housewives. I like, I like reality TV. I wouldn't say I'm one channel over the other. Um, but I do like, I like Real Housewives. So yeah, I'm also watching three of my favorite Housewife franchises are up right now. Salt Lake City, Beverly Hills, and Potomac. I haven't watched any Salt Lake City this season. It's good. I heard it was actually good, and like you don't miss Jen Shaw. Well, it's kind of funny because you don't miss her. There's a new cast member who 
is one of the people who turned Jen Shaw in. Did you oh hear this? God. That oh was like a reveal. Um, and she and there's a, a debate in the Bravo oh universe. Wait, do they reveal that in the season? Yeah, oh, that's incredible. She like were, was an assistant because wasn't she on the last season and didn't she have? Uh, no, she might have been in the background or something. I don't know, but she wasn't on as even a friend of. Okay, okay. She turned state's evidence. Oh my god! And was a witness in Jen's trial. What a great get for the cast. yes. Now the the controversy that I think is kind of interesting is that a, some people in the Bravo world don't like the fact that she's not rich. <gasps> Which I find very odd. That is an interesting element that she's not rich. She's, I don't want to say she's, I don't really know her financial situation, but she definitely is not like, she like spent a lot of money on a bag and it was like to fit in. She doesn't, she's a single mom. Uh, She has an insane relationship with her mom, which I find very interesting. And to be honest, I feel like every Real Housewives franchise should have one poor person. I agree. Because I think it makes it really interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't want them to suffer. I I mean, I don't want them to feel like less than. But but I like when they call it out. They call out bullshit, I think, a little more. Uh, And that's definitely happening with Monica. She is, um, I would say, a lightning rod character or person on the show, people seem to like love or hate her. Yeah. But I definitely think she's bringing the drama and that's all you can ask for from a real housewife, I think. Um, This season on Beverly Hills, I have to say, Erica Jane has won me back over. (gasps) (laughs) I do think she's a sociopath. And look, all my reality characters who I like, it's not people I like in the real world. This is as far as entertaining television, right? Yeah. Uh, she's entertaining and she's calmed down a bit, Yeah, I would say. But yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, and then Potomac, love my girls in Potomac. Yeah. That's one of the best. That's a banger Real Housewives franchise. Every season is good um, and they're back. So I'm excited for them. Carrick finally got me to watch them and I, I binged all seven seasons in like... <gasps> a month or I don't know. <laughs> like, um, so I'm excited and I have to take Kara's recommendation and, and get through um, Real Housewives of Miami. I have this thing where I have to watch the boring beginning seasons, but she said like, I think season three on, it's all bangers. Yeah. So I just need to get through the boring two seasons. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Speaking of reality TV, I this is a... Um, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but some exciting news. I'm going to be going on Web Crawler's podcast tomorrow to talk about 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. So it's it's a reunion. It's a reunion for us. We used to have a podcast, me and those girls, we used to have a podcast called 90 Day Fiance Slumber Party. Very small time. But yes. we had a we had some loyal fans. Uh, we just couldn't get it together. We're too busy. Like they're too busy with web crawlers. I'm too busy with Hollywood crime scene. So it'll be nice to just because they're doing recaps of 90 Day Fiance on, on web the, crawlers now. Right. They've switched the format slightly. Yeah. So I was like, when the strike's over, I I'm like, I'm inviting myself on your yeah. podcast. You gotta. So if you want to hear all my 90 Day Fiance takes from this season, tune into web crawlers this week and. Tune into web crawlers. Yeah. Period. We love those girls. It's a good show. Okay. This is a show I've been watching for several months casually. 
that I never brought up on this show. Well, we did have a, but it was like before the strike. I started watching it. What? Bones. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Look, I was, <laughs> I wanted uh. to get into a new procedural that I, or an old procedural, but I wanted to check out a procedural that I had never checked out before. And Bones was one of those long running mid 2000s. <laughs> Oh my procedurals God. that went on forever with <laughs> David Boreanaz and, and Zoe Deschanel's no, sister. Emily Deschanel, <laughs> who I've become an Emily Deschanel stan. I think her character, Bones, like her name is Bones. Yes. <laughs> Do you know Bones? <laughs> I know enough about the show because a lot of people on Twitter watched it. Why? I don't know. I've seen people tweet about it and it's really funny. It's one funny. of those things that has like... I feel like I always see people talking about bones, like low key. <laughs> yeah. It's not like obviously a trending topic. No. But it's definitely a show people were watching like post its run, right? Like, yes. It's, look, that's how I feel about watching Supernatural. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are you watching Supernatural? No, but I always consider watching Supernatural. Yes. Because yes. I have heard it's good. It's sort of a show that I might like. Right. Uh, I like the lead actor that I like that guy, um, Jensen Ackles mm. or whatever. He's in The Boys as well. Yeah. And I love him on The Boys. So that made me really want to watch it. So Bones is, if you don't know Bones, the premise is that Emily Deschanel's character, Dr. Temperance Brennan, who goes by the nickname Bones, she is like a forensic anthropologist and she is very smart. She's doesn't have good social skills, but I think that adds to her charm a lot. Like mm-hmm. her character, I guess this is a credit to Emily Deschanel. Like it's she's very charming. This yeah. character is very charming to me. Right. And she's like a super genius, but she's also really wealthy because she's a best selling author. Like she writes like fictional crime novels. Okay. And she's a forensic anthropologist. Yeah. And so they solve the cases where the bodies are unrecognizable, where it's like either just bones or like, yeah, just bones. Or like, oh, this body turned into soup. We need to figure it out. Oh. I, you know what's funny? I honestly had no idea what this show was about. <laughs> like I knew she was some kind of scientist. Yeah, she's a scientist, but it's like bones. I don't think I knew it was crime. I think I thought it was like, anthropology like different oh okay like archaeology i don't know what i thought to be honest it's, i just didn't think it was like a criminal case solving type thing it is but it is definitely different than like a criminal minds where there's so much violence like there isn't that violent element in it it's right i mean you see gross things right but there isn't the violent aspect that a criminal minds or even a law and order svu and would what have. is david borean's character he is like an FBI okay, agent. Okay, so he's like an investigator. And much like every other or most of these procedural type shows that are so not based in reality or loosely based in reality, this team of forensic anthropologists and David Boreanaz, who for some reason works with them, and like they, they do all the things that like are not their job. Much like on Criminal Minds where they're criminologists... 
but they would not be going into the field to arrest people. They'd be like figuring right. out stuff, but they would have like a real SWAT team arresting them. <laughs> My main thing with bones, because I've obviously seen ads for bones, you <laughs> know, posts, whatever, is David Boreanaz, or however you say his name, always looks like he's about to smile. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? He's always kind of like, <laughs> about to smile. It's like, okay, like, you're cute. We got oh it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? Because it's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> it doesn't matter what scene I would see. He's always kind of like, he's mm-hmm. a little smirky. He's a little smirky. And you know, he is, yeah, he can be a little sassy on the show, but there's definitely that Mulder and Scully right. tension between the two of them. But then the weird thing about Bones is that it's also kind of silly. Like, it's like Criminal Minds obviously has funny moments in it where funny things will happen, but but it's not a silly show. I mean, on purpose. But this this show will do elements that are just like, like, you know, the music (laughs) where it's like, do-do-do-do. Like, where you're just like, what is this background music happening? Like, this goofy background music. Bones is in the same category for me as that show, (laughs) Castle. Yes! Yes. (laughs) Like a show I saw, it was on for like seven years or whatever. Okay. I always saw the ads and it had this sexual chemistry thing. I have a vague idea about what it's about. Okay. Can I just say, this is like for LA heads, this is like a very LA specific, maybe people in New York who are actors, but like Castle is the show that you always read sides for in like your acting class. Oh, really? Or like... Because it's a guy and a girl scene a lot? Or? Well, just because you mu- you're you most likely going to get an audition for Castle. I guess, yeah. Or like Rizzoli and Isles. There's just these shows that were on for so long that you never watch and no. don't know anyone who watches them. But they're, they were, <laughs> but popular. They were popular. And yeah. they have very charismatic leads, like yes. a, a handsome guy and a hot girl or a pretty girl. Right. Um, you have a vague idea of what they are right. about, but <laughs> just never really interest you enough to watch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it seemed like the lower tier from like the Law and Orders or what, even CSI. But I agree. They had that comedic element they're like let's bring back like the thin man like those yes. old school 40s and 50s movies <laughs> where they have this witty banter and it's like Hepburn and Tracy is back it it's is, like this modern day Hepburn and Tracy thing a lot of shows tried so to do so that yeah it is so that um or moonlighting even like to a more recent kind of like show that tried no, to do that you nailed it it is so that I mean it's it's not, I don't have the same kind of like love for it that I do for Criminal Minds or Criminal Minds. I got into it immediately and was sort of like, oh, this has every element I want right. in a show. But I am, I do enjoy watching it. It is a very relaxing show to watch. It is very comforting. Right. It's very formulaic and I appreciate that. Um, for some reason, the criminal, like the guy just confesses at the end. They all confess. They're like, yeah, I did it. They can't mess with bones. <laughs> she knew. She saw their soup. She goes she she goes out into the field too. It's crazy. Yeah. She doesn't have the training for that. No. That's so funny. She doesn't have that training, but she'll go out into the field and be like, freeze. It's like you're a scientist. What are you doing? Why do you have a handgun, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> you strapped one on. It's so we, weird. You know how to use it? 
That's like when Reed oh, yeah. tried to use a gun and didn't know how. Yeah. Like, but then you can't he, just use a gun. He, <laughs> yeah, Reed. Um, um, I was also thinking of rewatching House recently. Oh, you gotta. Like, that would be a fun rewatch. When we rewatched that a few years ago, Brendan had never seen it. So I was really excited oh to show it to him. And he loved it. It holds up, Desi. It's so good. It holds up. Just, I saw something where some, I can't remember what it was, but Hugh Laurie was in it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to miss House. I miss, I miss him. Too. What a character. They should they bring, bring House him back. back. He needs to do like a little TV movie. They really should you know? just bring him back. Yeah. That's one of the greatest TV characters of all he time. Could just, we could just start up again. <laughs> we don't care. Criminal Minds did it. That's true. Hugh Laurie, he doesn't work that much. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm not, what he should he, be. He I, should I, just, be. I don't see him much in he, anything, and maybe it's just I'm not watching the right things. He's but one of our best actors. He's so good. He Where'd created he go? one of the best TV characters of all time ever. Amazing ever. So good. Ah, uh, House. <laughs> Love it. Doctor Gregory House. What an asshole. So oh, funny. My God. He was so mean. Then that's a show you. I liked from episode Me too. one. I was pulled right <laughs> I was on riveted. in. I was pulled right on into that one. I loved I, it. I remember the first episode I watched of House. It was it was like might have been the third. It was like when it would first came on. Yeah, was, I watched it too. I in watched real time. it in real time from the beginning, and I just remember going, "What the hell?" Like that it, theme song, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the massive attack, the massive attack, bong. Wait, Bones has a massive attack. <laughs> they do. Wait, no, it's not massive attack. It's the Crystal Method. Okay, the Crystal Method does their theme song. Okay, but that was a trend in theme songs during this period to have these like. Um, Kind of like like atmospheric these, these like nineties atmospheric um, possibly European sort of electronic electronic bands. stuff yeah where people would be like oh that's Massive Attack yeah. or like whatever or Crystal Method yeah, yeah it's like it was a known band yeah imagine like that's like a show where it's really funny it's like you go to that concert <laughs> <laughs> you see a guy on his fucking laptop. <laughs> Wow. Okay. All Sorry, our DJ friends. Wow. <laughs> All our fucking DJ friends are yelling at you. Um, anyway. No, I bet they play like keyboards and stuff. I'm just kidding. Uh, Damn, dude. <laughs> I'm not talking about DJs. This is like the time I was mean about Crash Test Dummies. Oh, God. And and one of the girls from Crash Test Dummies' husbands listened to the, to the show. <gasps> this That's was a right. long time ago. I mean, she wasn't mad. Was she? He wasn't. He wasn't mad, but he was. He, I mean, he was joking with me about it. But I will say that um, I was dunking on. Mm, yeah, because that's a that's an iconic. It's song. An, <laughs> I don't think he understands. It's a ridiculous song, but I do love that song. Well, you know, when you hear that song, or you hear someone, mm-hmm, you know, you're like, <laughs> I know that. It's only that guy can sing that song. Only, no. You hear it, you you it takes you back. It takes you back. <laughs> <laughs> you, that song takes you back because even back then you're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and you see, it's now you're like, still what the hell? <laughs> you're like, that was a hit. <laughs> it's a song. massive hit. It's a massive hit. This <laughs> guy just going. <laughs> Wait a minute. He also went. Once. <laughs> when you hear this, it, you can't there believe. There was this kid who had birthmarks all over his body. <laughs> I mean, God bless. You know what? That song could have only existed in 1994. 
that that is like we only were letting people do that kind of music then. And I wish we would bring that kind of music back. That's when pop music was good. It was so good because you could have the weirdest fucking shit and it would be playing on top 40. There's also a lot of people who got very famous who look like they're at Burning Man. <laughs> Wait. Like, you know, the spin doctor guy. <laughs> Or like rusted root. Yeah, just like what? Yeah, what? Even like even Adam Duritz. No, yeah. Adam the Counting Crows, Hootie and the Blowfish. What's the guy? John Popper. Yeah, John Popper. He was a pop star. Yeah, he, that doesn't happen anymore. No, and which we should we have to bring I it back. Like that where you put on the radio, you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna hear. It could be pop. It could be R and B. It, it could be a harmonica. <laughs> Well, if you turn on the radio in the mid '90s, you were gonna hear a harmonica at some point. It was like <laughs> crazy times, the '90s. There's also a lot of like Lilith Fair, yeah, type stuff, yeah, which was uh, fine. But you could be a total fucking weirdo, and you'd be like, and not like a contrived weirdo, not like a I have tattoos weirdo, like a genuine like, where'd they find this guy? Where did he come from? No, the pop stars are <laughs> rock bands or popular music in the nineties is in, is crazy. <laughs> so Remember crazy. Blind Melon? Of course, like, <laughs> that guy. I mean, yeah, God bless. He died, God, but like yeah. the B girl. I mean, we need like <laughs> we need. We need <laughs> that was such a fun time. It was so fun. No, whenever I listen to bad nineties music or popular 90s music, I always have the best time. I laugh so hard because every song is like such a fucking memory. Or like soul coughing. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> closing time. Yes, just like semi-sonic. whatever, semi-sonic. <laughs> just like all of those songs where it's like they had one hit and then they left. And the hit was a banger and we'll yeah. remember it forever. No, it's there's so many good ones. But just that, that you could be a weird, not stereotypically hot front man or front woman and have like a massive hit was so fucking wild. Right. And it's like, where did these people come from? Where did they even come from? And where did they go? Who was like, I'm going to make John Popper (laughs) a celebrity. And God bless whoever decided that. What's their band? Blues Blues Traveler. Traveler? Okay. I almost said the Traveling Wilburys. (laughs) Different different travelers. He He wore a harmonica. Yeah. He had that like harmonica that attached to his face. Ugh. Yeah, like that's Darth song, Vader. Run around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that song. There's so many songs that literally like kill me. Yeah. When I <laughs> kill me. They kill me too. Um, I don't remember how. So we. I'm just saying we could have somebody from the Crystal Method. Or from Massive Attack, who listens to our show? It could happen. Where Weirder is, things are have those happened. From, is Massive Attack like a UK band? Yes. Okay. Um, and I feel like I love them. I love that theme song. When I hear it, I get excited. Teardrop. That's what it's called. Yeah. It sounds like a teardrop. I just love um, thinking about all those actors. Remember the um, blonde one, the jerky guy, the hot guy. Oh, the hot. He wasn't jerky. He was. He has. He was a little. He was a. He little was a little sassy. jerky sometimes. Chase. Chase. Chase the hot Australian. The, he, yeah, he was. Australian. I was in love with him. I I liked him, but he was definitely like the the jerky guy. Did I tell you? I'm sure I had to have told you this that I used to babysit like back in like. 08, I babysat for a family and the dad had an arc on house. <gasps> oh my God. And 
I babysat for them before his arc happened, like before he <laughs> appeared. So I was babysitting and a courier came by one night with the, with the sides. <gasps> and I was like, who, who is this? And they're like, we're from house. We're delivering it. And I literally almost fainted. Gregory House? Because <laughs> I was such a massive yeah. house fan. And I remember when like they came home that night or whatever, I was like, you're, you're going to be on house? You're going to be on oh house? Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I know someone who was on house too, who had like a little, they were a sick person, like yeah. a case. Yeah. It's kind of, I was excited. I, yeah, that would, that would have been so cool to be a, get to be a sick, cause you get really sick when you're on that show. Those are like the dream acting jobs. Like, oh yeah, I was, I died on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Like <laughs> that was the one who had the um, pole in my head. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Like, do you have like an iconic uh, treatment or something on one of the shows? Yeah. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, you were the one who died and then they pulled it out and you came back to like, just like, or like, you're the one who, you're the one who had neon green diarrhea on house and they didn't know what it was. And then they figured out is because you ate a peanut that you picked up off the ground at the baseball stadium and that caused this whole thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You had the rare parasite. (laughs) Yeah. The major the, eye, your eye blood come with blood come out of your eyes or whatever. There was always like stuff coming out of people's anuses on house. Like that would be like the the the, the mid stage of their sickness. I couldn't even be treated by house. I'd be too horny. I know it'd be embarrassing. I would be like, I'd be don't. So, I cannot look stupid in front of house. I'd be so embarrassed. Please, I'm diarrheaing right now. Don't let him in. <laughs> don't let don't tell him that symptom. Don't tell, please. <laughs> I would be lying because he would make fun of your diarrhea too. Yeah, yeah, he would. He would ask a question that wasn't necessarily making fun of, but would be embarrassing to answer. Yeah, so low key owning you. Yeah, I, I would be. I'd die because I wouldn't tell him everything. Right, I'd be Me too, too embarrassed. <laughs> Me too. No, the people on house were always getting sick from stuff that it's like that could happen to me. Like stupid things. That oh, were it was like, like this one in a million thing. But it yeah. was completely plausible. It was plausible and it was like just all these things had to happen at the exact right, right moment. You for, got a paper cut and then, then you, you touch something yeah. and it was like, oh, I get paper cuts. Right. <laughs> I touch things. <laughs> and then I don't fucking think about it. Right. I could be touching it poison. It literally was like somebody would be in, in the hospital, like their penis falling off, blood coming out of their anus. And it would be like at the end, they'd be like, are you allergic to persimmon? <laughs> <laughs> That's why your cock has gangrene. <laughs> and he'd be like, you moron. I thought you knew not to combine persimmon and acid. <laughs> no, it was scary. Oh my God. Remember when that one doctor had that fatal kidney thing and they couldn't save her? Oh. That was the worst story arc ever. You mean you mean Wilson's girlfriend? Yes. The Spoiler. doctor. Sorry. <laughs> well, That's yeah, like I mean, later in the show. show. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was because I was like, wait, what? They can't save her? her? It's too late. Her character was <laughs> so good. Because she had a real arc. arc. She had Because she was like annoying yes. initially. Yes. And, uh, and then you and started mean. liking her. She was annoying and very unlikable, but then she was such like a real person. And then right when you started liking her, she fucking died. It was so upsetting. That was really upsetting. Was so upsetting. See, now I'm like, I don't want to watch that arc again. <laughs> Well, it's not till later. I just need to watch the. Uh, I like what about the Cuddy? What about Doctor Cuddy? House. I went to um, Ginger Grass once, and she was sitting next what? to me. What? <laughs> what? Yes. 
this she's, was a really long time ago, but I lost it. I was like, she's that's so I was hot. with my friend. I was like, that's Cuddy. <laughs> that's Dr. Cuddy. I don't think my friend watched House, so she wasn't excited. Lisa no, Edelstein she's really pretty. so hot. She looks exactly like she does on the show. She is like a gorgeous woman. Right. And she's very distinct looking. And too. very sexy on the show. Yeah. She's tiny. Yeah. She's, she's super sexy. small. No, I love her. And I love... Um, the sexual tension uh, between her and House. Um, Robert Sean Leonard. He's amazing. Ugh, that guy. He yeah. kills me. Yeah. Anyway, wow. I'm sorry, House. What else? Are we talking what we ate? Yeah, or? what'd you eat this week, Desi? Um, nothing really. I'm just really focusing on Thanksgiving. I did the most intense document, <laughs> laying out the menu, the grocery list, who's doing what. Yeah. I'm excited, though. It's going to be good. And I'm going to make those cookies your mom made. Wait. The guajang. Oh, uh, caramelized. Am I saying it right? Gua Yang. Gua Yang. Something like that. So I'm excited to make those amongst other things. I'm inventing. I'm trying to try to recreate a Hannah Ziskin pie. So I'm excited. <gasps> it's going to be, um, she had a Thanksgiving pie and I really liked the way it looked. So it's a yuzu cream pie mm. with a graham cracker crust. It sounds good. And chantilly cream and oh. candied Meyer lemon as a little decor. So I'm going to try to recreate that. Because she posted a pie like that. Yeah, and I want I want it. On quarter sheets. So I'm looking at various recipes trying to combine uh, what I like Yeah, in a, line, a curd type pie or a cream pie. So I'm excited. I'm ordering the same uh, yuzu juice that she uses. Yum. So that'll be good. Yeah. Mm. So I'm just planning food in the future. Yeah, I'm I'm planning on eating in soon in Philadelphia. I'm just I'm trying to finish these quilts before I leave and it's really insane. That's why I'm that's why my screen time is down. I'm I quilt so nonstop. I'm so proud of you. So I need to get good with my hands. You need to get a craft. I need a craft. I'm good I'm good at lanyards, like the kind you make at summer camp. I was gonna say free. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you make those in rehab? What did, did we make a? I you should learn. Oh, she, she made this cute macrame keychain. Macrame would be fun. Yeah, because then you'd have some cute plant hangers, so your cats can't reach them. Dude, they'll try to get them still. These fucking cats. But um, she made like a really cute keychain type with a macrame that was really cute. Who did I, the place? The craft place I go. Yeah. Um, I want to learn how to macrame because that's I love seventies crafts. Yeah, 70s crafts are cool. And I do like macrame. I think it's pretty. Did you ever have, have like a loom, like a yarn, like a, and make like a pot holder when you yeah, were a Yeah, I fucking hate weaving. <laughs> it's always so tight at the end. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's like the first few, you're like, ooh, I love this. And then at the end, you're like, ugh. It's like so tight to pull those last ones through. And then finishing it off, I always hated. Like, yeah. No, I was the lanyard starter for everybody. Oh. I was a that's like a valuable person. That was like that was like my only value in the world for a while was being the lanyard starter. The lanyard starter. Yeah. Yeah. Lanyards were big. So right? useful. <laughs> the la- remember lanyards? Yeah. I was just like I was so good at lanyards. I could do I could do like an eight string, like a swirly eight string lanyard. I was nice. I made so many of them. They're all hanging off my backpack in like fifth grade. Yeah. Lanyards. Fucking lanyards. That fucking word. Lanyard. Yeah. <laughs> With that uh the, the gimp. Isn't it called gimp? Gimp? What's it? 
the string. It's called like gemp oh, or something. I don't know. I don't know. Or I gimp. wasn't as deep as you. <laughs> it has like a you name. You were in the next level of supplies. I was so into making them yeah. when I was a kid. I mean, there's a lot of things. You got to try some and see what you like. Friendship bracelets too. Latch hook is fun too. And you can make a cute little um, wall hanging. Yeah. They have a lot of cute 70s looking designs too. Or you could buy vintage ones on Etsy too. Just saying. <sighs> Try it out. I have a Christmas party I'm going to in a f- next month. And so I was like, I need a Christmas. I need a cri-. And it's like a costume, kind of, kind of like a costume. costume. Yeah. So I was like, I need like a Christmas. I was like, where can I get a dress that's like a Christmas tree, like in Greece too? Ooh, you know what? that's the prettiest dress. It's the prettiest dress, but I'm like, no, stop it. Like, I need to save money right now. Like, I'm not trying to buy a fucking <laughs> one time. $200 custom-made Christmas tree. Like, that is stupid. Yeah. Cut to. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to. <laughs> um, so what did I eat? Nothing that good, honestly. I've been eating. I've just been eating at home, trying. This is like the first tonight is like the first night I've had delivery in like a really long time because yeah. I've just been trying to like eat at home and not fucking spend so much money getting delivery. It's like not good. It's so easy to just like spend so much money. Yeah. I've been doing the same because delivery is just kind of like I like easy. hit a wall yeah. where I was like, I need to stop. Also, I'm sick of it. Yeah. I'm literally like don't want anything. I've just so that helped. Cooking. I made polenta the other night. I made a really good chicken curry. Ooh. I made like a butter chicken yeah. Homemade and it was delicious. It was really good, actually. Um, so that was pretty exciting. But yeah, I I, I like Indian food. I want to I want to get a good Indian food cookbook. Mm. I don't really have one. Yeah, but I love Indian food. It's one of my favorite foods. So maybe maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution. It's good because it's or a lot your of Christmas vegetarian. present. Oh yeah, I want like the best one. Yeah, who has the best Indian food cookbook? There's that one woman. I think her last name is like Jeffrey. Or I think her first name is like Mahaja or something. Jeffrey, do you know her? Uh, I think she's like a classic. Like she's on Martha. You know yeah. what I mean? She's like that she's, type of she's level. She's like famous. She's famous-ish, yeah. So I think her stuff is probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, But I just love Indian food. It's so good. Ooh. What did I even make this week? Just boring dinner. I just had boring dinner every day this week. Yeah. I didn't go get any treats. I saw a very horny donut picture today Mm. on Sidecar Donuts. I saw that. What kind of donut was that? It looked like a cake glaze, just Mm. like a classic cake glaze donut, but it was like a very... um, Juicy. It was kind of a vulgar picture. No, because it was a lot of cream... It was very glaze. like look at this hole with glaze all over yeah, it. Yeah, and the hole and the hole was kind of ridged. The hole was like a little <laughs> erotic. It, it wasn't I, smooth. It, it was wasn't like, just me. I no. don't think it was just me. I think other people probably looked at that and were like, "That's looks very horny." Yeah, it got jizzed on. It was like very cream pie vibes. Um, no, I we need to go back there one day. It's just such a pain in the ass. Like I know it's the worst drive. Because I was thinking, I was like, I kind of, I kind of need to go to the Grove to like get some tights. 
before I go to Philly because it's going to be Gotta fucking cold and I yeah. need some new tights. And I was like, work, I mean, or I can go to the Americana, but the Nordstrom there fucking sucks. Um, and just thinking about having to go to the Grove is like a nightmare. But then I'm like, well, maybe Desi and I can go and we can go to Sidecar Donuts. <laughs> you got to make it an event, like a whole thing. Because when else are we going to... Melon, do not jump up here. Melon... It's funny, I'm not going to say what I'm doing for the main episode, but I wrote a lot this morning, and in it, you know, it's back in the 50s, and one of the persons in the story was like, let's go to the Grove. Oh and I was God. like, the Grove was there back then? Wait, you know, it the was? Co- no, he was talking about the Coconut Grove. Oh. But I, when I, was, I was like, the Grove? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know it was something before that was called the Grove. Also, oh I was my like God. so confused. Yeah, because I'm like, was like, didn't Rick Caruso? No, I lost. I was like, what is the wrong Grove. with you, you absolute moron? That's you, but I was yeah, like you. I, I thought I was like, it used to be like maybe an orange grove. You <laughs> like something? You have no culture, Desi. No, I, I was so embarrassed for myself. The coconut grove. Yeah, I guess that they called it the Grove for short. My grandma used to go to the Coconut Grove. I'm excited though because I'm going to try to find an old menu for Don the Beachcomber. Oh, have you heard of this restaurant? Of course. Yeah, I want to find a menu because it it's. Uh, in what the story. is this? Okay, don't tell me. I will it's tell a surprise, you, but, this but you can tell good. it's going to be juicy. It's a juicy one, oh. and I believe it'll be two parts. Good, because I have no idea what I'm going to do next. Um, so I figured it'd be good to have something ready to go after Thanksgiving. And this, can I just say there's like, I, there's so many books because this person wrote like 10 memoirs. So I'm just kind of like, I I need to focus on a few. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it'll be good. So, okay. Here's something. Bitch slap. Let's just address bitch slap right now. We're returning. It's coming back. Uh Desi and I were just discussing yesterday about when we're going to record this week. We're shooting for Sunday. Yes. So, and we'll have a quick turnaround. We'll upload them like immediately. Immediately. So, hopefully by Sunday night, there'll be new episodes or episode. Right. And our main issue right now is there's construction because Rachel's fence was destroyed because somebody drove into my patio and we can't record in the day in the day when that's happening so it's just difficult uh week yeah it's just a tough week so we need to record bitch slap over the weekend during the day when they're not going to be working on right repairing stuff we're working on getting everything to you before we leave for thanksgiving and we will be doing a patreon now yeah, so that'll be up. So too. that'll be up. We have a new Patreon episode. And the mysteries to. will be more towards the end of the month, as yeah, usual. As usual. Because I'll have to write it when I get back. Yeah, but every, um, everything's coming. Everything's coming, including at the donut place. <laughs> <laughs> it was horny looking. I know, it was. It's horny looking. Okay, let's record our Patreon. We're going to do Patreon now. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.